What it is, what is up, what is good, gamers? Show enough 71, aka Digga Dulamite. Purple bling bling, yo. And your auditory canals are tuned into episode 237 of the Gaming Vessels podcast. As usual, I'm not in the gaming studio alone. Along with me, I got my partners in crime. First on deck, it's Dez, a.k.a. the Bay Area Terror, a.k.a. the high-res lover. That's me. A.k.a. the cat daddy, a.k.a. that gamer stepdaddy. How's it going, my friend? Oh, fantastic. Um, I wish the rain would go away, but like everyone says, we do need it. So um, mm-hmm. just chilling here on a rainy Sunday um chatting with you fine gentlemen so yeah yeah things things couldn't be better all right all right so our show is a no-go without trader joe aka jabroni chief yeah yeah but you might also know him as the food max of gaming who can maximize your gaming dollar how's it going it's going good. Um, I've been organizing this weekend. I haven't. I'm, I'm slow and steady. Uh, I thought I'd do more, but uh, right now I am reorganizing my living room. I got things kind of the way I want it to be. Um, got my systems all nice and pretty on there. Got the, my entertainment center dusted because you know dust is just like the the war uh, that we fight. Mm-hmm. You know whether I want to dust or whether I want to play another half an hour of whatever. So, mm-hmm. but. Uh, Gonna try to do some wire management too, but right now I'm doing the old like, okay, what games do I want out here and in, in this little area versus into my game room, and so kind of curating what I want to play and what it's going to be on more on my priority list on here. And so I have I actually made a space where I'm gonna put a dry erase board up, <laughs> where I'm gonna actually get serious and, and make sure I keep my mental focus on the next game I want to play, you know, that's awesome. Checking them off the list. Check it I, twice. I, I mm. love to hear your enthusiasm, sir. Let's go. Oh, that's, yep. that's, so. you're doing, you're, you're, you're putting up a, a whiteboard. My goodness. That's <laughs> I actually had a spare whiteboard. You know, you know, me, the, the, you know, Mr. Deal Max over here, I, I found like a whiteboard at Walmart. Uh, like a few months ago, that was a really nice whiteboard. So I picked it up for like three bucks, four bucks. And so that's in the kitchen now because the kitchen, I put a whiteboard up with like kind of reminders of when I need to like change filters and that kind of thing. I, instead of putting it in my phone like everyone else, I have to physically write it down on the board. That way I have a visual reminder. So mm. so I've taken my old whiteboard and I'm going to repurpose it for my like games in progress, you know, reminders of what games I want to play kind of thing. So. I always Fantastic. find just something just as another visual reminder. Hey, I got this game. You know, play this, play that. You know, maybe not buy this, buy that until I played this, this or that. So just depends. So. <laughs> no, I think it's great. You know, it could be a lot worse. Is all I'm saying. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I, I know what I'm not going to be playing is Xbox for right now. So, but that's all your thing in the mess. Oh man. No, Man. no Xbox. So in our playlist, uh, now that the the Xbox, uh, what was it? The Xbox um, month of Xbox month of Xbox yeah, is is no longer. We're gonna have a a post mortem in the um, 
during the uh, during our playlist, we'll talk about uh, our yeah. how Holy what our um, what our thoughts were regarding oh, said said um said experience I did this to yourselves i really i'm still trying to figure out why y'all did this to yourself uh, uh, no, it's, it's, it is what it is you know yeah. you decide to do it and you know that's that's it it so. is done it i don't is know done. my so. gaming time is so is so little to do to be willing to that's that's like you know that that's i mean catholics don't do stuff like that for lint i mean like, wow <laughs> I'm like, I mean, you're not wrong. So. <laughs> They're not wrong, but, but and uh, as a former Catholic, I can attest. We will definitely. That I would not have done that for Lynn. I mean, we have. I mean, we'll we'll, we'll go over it. We'll go over it. So, so oh. that's all I can say oh. about that. <laughs> all right. All right, folks. As always, what is always the first topic on our docket is going to be the playlist coming at you. So let's kick things off with uh, Jabroni Chief. What you been playing, bro? Okay, uh, basically I've been kind of getting back in the flow as far as uh, it's almost overwhelming to have the fact that I have actually choice and, and be able to look at like my game library and see, oh, there's a lot I want to play here and I don't know where to zigzag next, you know, so. It's called uh, having a week, real though, console, sir. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not going to get don't be all console wars there, sir. Dude, it's too easy. I know it's too easy. <laughs> it really is. But um, the main the main thing, you know, Thursday was our first, you know, February first, and so that's the day that you know we were able to play PlayStation for the first time. I actually took time off work. I took Thursday and Friday off just to like you know pick breather, <laughs> whatnot. You know, I managed that. I, I had to work like four hours impromptu on Thursday to much to my chagrin, just shit was blowing up at my office, unfortunately. And, you know, uh, it's like, Oh, I got to do it. I got to take care of it. And, you know, it's not like it can't be handled on its own, you know, but I, I just felt the need. So, but, yeah. uh, you know, we got in there, um, you know, as far as the rest of the week prior, I mean, me and Dez were like kind of kind of breaking bread a bit, you know, reflected on this month of Xbox and whatnot. And I, for all it's worth, there's some good games on Xbox. It's just having to stick with just what's on Game Pass. And, you know, we went managed to play a lot of Grim Dawn. And so that's what kind of handled and I, I like ghost lore i liked a few other games you know that were on the catalog i kind of regret not playing more out of the game pass catalog you know i had a few things like cassette beast and other things that you still can go back to try and i can go back so you can go back on there but uh all in all i mean you know we're going to talk about news about the future of xbox but right now as it stands i you know that Box is basically just the back compat Xbox 360 machine with whatever ancillary additional first party Xbox One games. You know, I was mentioning the Dez. It's like, you know, we talk about Recore, Sunset Overdrive, those titles, you know. Um, obviously, it's still there if I want to play. It's not like my, if, if I didn't have a Game Pass subscription, that shit would go back to GameStop. I would trade that shit in. El Prompto Tonto. I guess, you know, I really have no need. I mean, if I'm going to go pick up my old 360 games, I have a 360 here to play those on. So, 
you know, but I have Game Pass at least for the next couple of years, I believe. So, you know, I'll have access to all those titles if need be once they come out. And if there's any day one bangers, you know, I'll be able to play those without having to pay anything else out of my pocket. So I actually appreciate that. You know, I have Persona 3 reloaded, downloaded on my Xbox. And because Sega wanted to be day one on the service, say, hey, they're going to get paid regardless. But, uh, you know, we'll kind of pour one out for the good old Xbox. Uh, I do want to go back to Grim Dawn. You know, I think that's worthy of some, like, playthrough, with, especially with Dez, if you're up for it. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, playing Grim Dawn actually got me into the itch, and even on the Xbox, I was dabbling and still am dabbling with a barbarian character on Diablo 4, and so I started the season, like I mentioned last episode, and so I kind of picked that up on PlayStation, so I love the fact that the cross-save kind of works great in that aspect, so I be able to, I picked up my playthrough with that particular character right on PlayStation 5, as if no, nothing happened, if need be, so, so quite enjoyed that. And then on Thursday, December, you know, February 1st, I uh, got to play the much, you know, talked about game Grand Blue Fantasy Relink. Um, we did it as part of game night. Um, I got a chance to kind of get a feel for the game again. Didn't get a chance to play the demo prior to actually installing the real game, but we managed because of us going back and forth, uh, trying to party up. I, you know, you have to actually play the game a little bit with the introduction and uh, story sequence and and run into town before you're able to do multiplayer. And by the time I was able to join John BT, uh, I think uh, it was a point that he wanted to cut out because of the time difference. And so I actually went back with the demo and played the demo some more because there were some rewards uh, when you did like three separate quests in the demo and then also did the story mission, which also um, had a small reward as well. So, so, and then in my main game, I did, you know, obviously comment, um, I did get the deluxe edition. And so I had a lot of like additional items that were part of uh, the codes that came in with the purchase. And so, you know, as I was trying to figure out what to do with the, the, all the systems in the game, I had, you know, you start out with uh, numerous party members, and so I was just dabbling in the um, the boards as far as leveling up for each character. I kind of came to realize afterwards, and we do have a Grand Blue Fantasy versus, I mean, Grand Blue Fantasy Relink <laughs> uh, section in our Discord now, but Dez posted a video and gave some good pointers on here, so I am going to go back, start my game fresh. Uh, and that way I can go ahead and concentrate because part of the pointers is basically that it was stating that you need to try to plow through the, the entirety of the campaign uh, for the most part and then concentrate on doing the quest in the multiplayer afterwards in the end game where the grinding kind of starts. Yeah, the, the game supposed be to be able, grinded. Yeah, and then uh, pick up and pick a couple DPS characters and pick a couple of like support characters and kind of go from there and try to level up everyone at once at the beginning. Just pick the four characters you want to roll with and kind of go from there. So, so I'm going to go and start a new um, save and just kind of go from there, kind of using the advice uh, from sources out there. That way I could have a nice good playthrough and kind of get into the end game. But the gameplay itself is just just a great phonetic uh, action rpg you know obviously your um teammates are all ai controlled kind of similar to a tales game on there and uh you know it's it's just a it's just has that kind of light airy kind of anime um aesthetic and 
you know, it's it's quite beautiful, quite a beautiful game on there. I'm running it in performance myself, so I'm running at 1080p at 60 frames. I haven't tried the 4K um, fidelity mode as far as to be able to check it out at 30 frames to see if maybe the OLED will kick in with any sort of like, you know, um, any sort of free sync to be able to pull it up to 60 if need be, if it's uncapped. Um, so I'll do more research on that. Uh, what what uh, mode are you guys running? Are you running uh, fidelity or performance? Uh, performance. Lock it. Mm-hmm. Lock yeah, it. Lock it. I yeah. don't even know. I I I haven't. I still haven't checked which which mode I'm in. I yeah. haven't noticed any slowdown. I can say yeah. that. Well, so. it starts in performance mode. So yeah, uh, it's in the options. So yeah. Well, it stopped. It literally starts in performance mode. That's why when when I was setting up my stuff, I asked you guys. I'm like, hey, what are you guys playing in? And you guys were like performance mode, and I was like, okay, so I just left it in performance mode, didn't change it. So, so most likely, Kev, you're in performance mode too. Okay. And it works perfectly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't. Yeah, I got no yet. complaints. So, game is good to go. So, I'm enjoying it so far. I can't wait to dive back in. Um, you know, with a new character, new save, and kind of go from there as far as to. Uh, experience the game a little bit more and as far as what i've been doing in my living room and organizing my games i've just been doing a lot of curating and installing like i stated at the beginning of the show so so i'm getting a feel for as far as what i want to play next including games on the xbox of course but uh that's where i'm at you know after i get my uh, playstation all kind of set up i want to take a look at my steam deck be able to go ahead and download a couple games on there um you know obviously get some emulators and then help kev out if need be on there and um you know see what's up at the switch too i mean i got a few games there like super mario uh brothers wonder i wanted to go back and play and and kind of just kind of get a good balance between the systems i have and what i want to play on kind of go from there so that's pretty much been my week so des you want to go into what you've been playing and how your week has been sure uh week's been pretty good uh i have a birthday coming up so that was fun um next next tuesday is my birthday so celebrated that this week when saw the the whiz they're bringing it back to broadway so it was a it's a classic uh telling but it definitely has some some newer hip stuff going on so so that was pretty fun when did that uh so so i'm happy to celebrate my my birthday another year around the the proverbial sun so well i guess it is the sun so <laughs> uh but that was pretty that was pretty dope um so first and foremost uh i still play um Grim Dawn. I am still going to be playing Grim Dawn. I enjoy Grim Dawn. I want to beat Grim Dawn. Um, so I probably just will not be playing it as much as I used to. Um, it really is the only game that I want to turn my Xbox on to play. Um, I don't really want to play any other game on on um, Xbox. And given what we're going to talk about in the... In the uh, in the news section, I probably won't have to. Um, um, stay tuned to find out what that is, what that means. Um, so for the postmortem for the Xbox or month of game Game Pass or month of Xbox, um, it's very simple for me. There is no reason to buy an Xbox. 
um, unless you really want to have a a a multi-purpose machine that plays uh, video games. And by multi-purpose, I mean a streaming device. Um, and you do not have to spend that much on a streaming device um, nowadays. Like you don't have to spend. There, there are better streaming devices out there. Um, this is what the Xbox is now. It is a, it is a streaming device, for lack of a better word. That's what it is. Um, and if you're fine with that, cool, go with it. You know, go with God, be happy, do what you need to do, make it work. Uh, I am not. I like to play video games, and I want to play video games, and I want my um, system to uh, be a video game system. I don't want a, a system that, you know, doesn't know what it is or continues to to try to be all things for everybody. And and even though on the PlayStation it is, you can stream this stuff on it and it will run apps PlayStation knows that it is a gaming console. You buy it, its main purpose is to play games. Um, I don't think that hasn't been Xbox's goal since TV, 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 and it just shows it given its track rec- given its um track record and it is and its uh, roadmap into the future. Um, everything is pointing to that with the layoffs, um, with what we're going to talk about in the news. Um, going, uh, getting rid of its physical marketing or physical uh, distribution type stuff, all that stuff just points to to it being a digital based model, um, and having a streaming cert- and having and having the the Xbox itself be a streaming device. Um, and if you want that, you know, and perfect, it, it'll be there for you. For me, I I don't want that. You know, and maybe I'm old school, maybe I'm too traditional, maybe I'm whatever. Um, I I don't want that, and I think that, um, and we're gonna talk again. I keep I I, I want to talk about it more, um, when we get to news. So, um, because I have really strong feelings uh, after this month of of Xbox and just seeing you know where, um, gaming, uh, console gaming is going. It's it it's a very interesting. We are in a very interesting time right now uh, for gamers. Um, and I say I really believe that in five years, um, the landscape will be will be different. Um, we'll, I don't know if it's gonna be drastically different, but it will be different, and we will definitely see uh, the differences that Xbox is trying to do. Um, Having said that, again, I will still continue to turn on my Xbox to play Grim Dawn, but that's it. Um, I still love Grim Dawn. It's been fantastic. I cannot wait to uh, play more of it. Um, but I will tell you one thing. If it ever comes to PlayStation, I will jump ship faster than a rat on a, on a sinking boat. Like, I will... I will... Bye! See ya! Peace! You know? Um, you thought about playing Grim Dawn on your Steam Deck? You know? Uh, on, yeah, on one of the reasons why I play it on on the Xbox is because of the ease of the ease of playing it, and I know that some of the Got functions it. of the of the con- the controller functions, um, while good, are not perfect. 
So um, I will definitely be checking it out on my Steam Deck. And to tell the God's honest truth, if it if it looks better and plays better, it probably will, and just feels better on the Steam Deck. I might just abandon it on on uh, Xbox as well. I, I don't. I, I'm just putting it out there, you know. But at this point, it really depends. Um, I'm kind of far you know, on the characters that I'm playing, but I enjoy the game so much that restarting is, wouldn't be an issue. So maybe I will try that out and see. So, but anyway, uh, that's it for the, the month of PlayStation. I'm uh, sorry. The month of Xbox. I'm already having a Freud slip because I don't want to go back. Um, <laughs> but, uh, uh, let, but if you let like me it, ask you this real sure. quick, Des. Sure. Um, now that the month is over, do you think you would have had, I'm not saying the difference would have been drastic, but do you think you would have had a slightly different experience if you had access to a Series X as opposed to just a digital only version? I mean, that uh, way no. you could that way you could have at least rented games that weren't on, on Game Pass no, and just had so. a better range of stuff available using the controller, using the... No, you know the I, features and all that other stuff. I don't think I honestly don't think so. And the reason being is because like I shouldn't have to, you know. I mean, I know I, I just the main goal of it was to see if if X if Game Pass was or is a a a, suit, a viable option. And for some people it is, but for me it was not. And I can't. I just can't. Um. It. I just don't believe that it would have worked for me either way. I honestly yeah. believe that. I just think that it just is not its environment, its core values values is just not it's just not for me. You know, it's just that was the main thing that really, really just kinda hit it was hit it on the hit it on the nose for me was it was just it's it's just not for me. Um so no, I really don't think so. I do think that the 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 stuff would have looked better. Uh, <laughs> that's damn sure. The, the games will look better, but but overall, it's just not. I don't know. It's just it's just it it's they're Xbox is running a different game. You know, they're, they're they're running a different race, and I think that's what's crazy about the whole situation is 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 the race that they're running is just completely different than than everyone else. Like they're really trying to do something, and I just don't know if if what they're is what they're doing is is going to. Uh, worth it it's going to be worth it like i really don't so i don't know you know yeah for me just to circle back i don't want to screen on your parade but um you know i think by having a physical disc all you're going to be able to play is multi-plats anyway and so we're just kind of getting a feel because all xbox first party is going to be on game pass part part and parcel so you know so that's the point of that and you know i mean i I still think that that could have been part of the equation, right? A game that you would have been interested in and normally you maybe you would have played it on PlayStation, you could have played it on the Series X and I don't know, maybe get a better a better feel for how you feel about the controller as opposed to the DualSense. I mean, you know, different stuff like that. You know, maybe you would have had like an apples and apples to apples comparison with regards to software. And I'm not saying you have to you would have to 
spend money to buy games. I mean, you could game fly them or you could red box them or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that's, I think just, just in, in, in my view, I get what, I get what the, what the thought process was behind this, but I, I don't feel that it was, it was complete without access to physical media that you would have been interested in either way. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, no, I definitely do. And and to that I say, now I'm maybe not that wasn't back. now maybe I'm that was your goal. Maybe that wasn't your goal. Maybe like, your goal was just to just delve into Game Pass and like you yeah. were saying. But um, I I, I just kind of think it might have been it might have added another layer of perspective had you had access to that physical media. No, no, no and I think oh. it would have. Like I think it, I think it 100% would have. Um, but one of the things that I that I really wanted to do was say like you know Xbox Game Pass this is this is the future of of Xbox Game Pass is the future of Xbox and and I think that they're banking on that in the future you know five to ten years when they have established a stronger a stronger um, uh, offering I guess is what you would say when they've established a stronger offering, then quote unquote, it won't be so bad. You know, it will be, you know, you'll, you'll be able to get what you need because, because those physicals that I could have rented and, 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 and used, they're going away. Like Xbox has no desire to make any kind of physicals anymore. Um, and maybe I did this, I did this too soon because whatever Xbox is offering is not, is not it's not up, up to snuff right now or maybe it's not it's not as good as that as it could be you know they, they they spend all this money and they buy all these companies you know and they promise and they promise and they promise yet they have not delivered on anything that that made it worthy that 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 made that makes it worth spending the money on their console and i think that's the thing that is is just so egregious and ridiculous about about xbox right now is is they really expect their the the brand loyalty um of their customers to to kind of say to kind of carry them right now you know and 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 just the the, the the level of oh you know it'll be fine or oh uh, or copium is what they call it you know that that oh you know just just it, it'll be there it'll be there just 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 wait just wait it, it it'll be there oh you'll you'll see you'll see and it's like no it's it's not there and given and given the news we're going to talk about they know it's not there so so again uh, this Game Pass is is the future of 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 Xbox, and if that's and and that future, in my opinion, is is bleak, and I hate saying that. I really hate saying that, but but I believe that that's the truth of the matter, and I don't want that to be, because like I said before, I I've been a huge uh, Xbox uh, fan, um, and and. Towards the end, I I have really you know preferred it over Xbox and sorry over PlayStation in certain in certain instances, but not anymore. Um, and 
I don't want to sound like an old man, you know, remember the time, uh, remember, remember this, remember that, but that's really what it feels like. Like, that's really what it feels like right now. Um, and I, I, I don't want it to be like that, but th- there's nothing I can do because that's what Xbox is doing. So I think for at least for me, uh, Xbox, if I could have the Xbox that made like Phantom Dust, Lost Odyssey, Blue Dragon, um, you know, original Halo, you <laughs> know, back on board, you know, uh, making some quirky titles, making some risks, you know, blinks, you know, didn't work, but at least they tried, you know, so. Well, they were hungrier back then, you know, yeah. and I think right now, right now what they're hungry for is, is a uh, future stability and they're hedging their bets that, that digital, digital streaming type offerings is what, is what people want and they want to corner that market um before anyone else can get into it i think that's what they're hedging their bets on that the future of gaming is digital and they are putting all their eggs on that in that basket regardless and at this point they're just circling the wagons to try to stay afloat until they are able to to make that future a reality so and you and I you could take that to the bank. I think that's what's really going on, one hundred percent. You know that for me that's what's going on. But that was a lot just to say that if you're an Xbox fan, like a really diehard Xbox fan, uh, I, I pray for you. I want the best for you. But um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, keep on keeping on. Keep on keeping on. Uh, but like Joe said, uh, we are back on the PlayStation. We are back playing, uh, games, um, a lot more choice, which is great. Grand Blue Fantasy Relink came out. I was able to play the demo, got all the demo stuff. Um, and then, uh, I loaded up the game and, and ran into it and it's, and it feels great. It feels, it feels great. It looks great. It is crazy the amount of flashing lights you get and everything just seems to work together really really well um if you were to watch it if you were to watch someone play the game you might say oh this is just button mashing oh this is just this oh this is just that while that can be a part of it it is not entirely it like there are times where you have to block and times where you have to dodge and times where you where you have to kind of make sure that your button presses are are on lock that way you can do your bursts and all this extra there's like a little there's there's layers to the game that i wasn't expecting and that's great um but now i'm kind of like oh like i really have to pay attention a little bit more to what really is going on with the game with the with the game and i think that that is just fantastic it is it is a great game like if you have not if you have not played it or you do not have um the game yet you really should buy it it is a lot of fun to be completely honest though it is only about 13 and a half hours for for the main story and that's by design because they want you to be able to play all of the all of the matches or play all of the extra content with your friends. It is a it, it it's it. I I don't want to say that it's a gas game, um, um, 
but I do know that they will be probably releasing new adventures and new quests and new characters. Now, how they monetize this, I I, I, I have to wonder how they're going to monetize it. Um, and hope that it is not one of these things where you have to be like, you know, oh my god, you know, this is extra money or, or, or something. Like, I really hope that they're able to give us these these new characters and these new experiences a lot cheaper um uh or for free um so i'm holding out hope <laughs> that that is exactly uh what we're gonna get and it'll be amazing and and i really feel that this game uh is great like i really enjoy it and i cannot wait to play it with other people because i know it's going to be a huge cluster f uh, trying to get us all together, <laughs> trying to chain our our stuff together, um, and I thank God there's no friendly fire because we'd be chopping the crap out of each other. The way the way the game runs, it's just like there's seriously there's just so much stuff going on on the screen. It's it's crazy. It's crazy. So, um, yeah, um, I'm enjoying it the hell out of it, and I can't wait to play play more. Uh, the other game that I played was Yohene the Parhelion, uh, Namazu in the Mirage. And if you're not familiar with Yohene the Parhelion, it's a spinoff of this other main anime and manga series called Love Love. And it's this. It started off as a story about these six girls that were that were in high school, and they were an idol band. And if you're not familiar with an idol band, an idol band in Japan is basically it's like a boy band or a girl group. But what happens is um, like Sony Japan or, or one of the other producers will will have a contest and they'll say, you know, oh, we want these, you know, 11 or 10 girls to try out to be this idol. And then they all try out for it. And and if they're and they pick the 10 and then they go off and they have a music career. And it could basically make you a star um, in Japan. And then it's really kind of weird because they have and then within the group, they have contests to to see who in the group is going to be the featured artist for like for the year, which means they get they get basically pushed to the front of the group and they are uh, developed more than the other other girls in the group. I've, and I'm just like, wow. <laughs> so that's what being an idol in Japan is. So I was just like, oh shit. Um, but this is an anime about though uh, about these high school girls who who try to form a, a group. It's a slice of life comedy type thing. And then it got famous, and then they spun it into this Yaheni and the Parhelion, the Parhelion, and it basically put them in a more um uh, a more magical, you know, magical girl Sailor Moon type thing, and Yeheni is the the main protagonist, and she has these friends who are reimagined versions of these other girls, and they help her out and do other things. And there, there's another game, uh, uh Yoheni the Parhelion, and the the Moon of something or another is another game, and that's a that's a, a Metroidvania. This one is a card battler. It is a it is a card battler uh, rogue light deck builder, and it just is. It is so much fun. It is the cutest thing I've ever seen. Um, it if you've played, you know, uh, 
uh, Slay the Spire or any of the other ones, then you've played this game. You know, the only difference is a new paint job. It's brighter. It's cuter. Um, and that's pretty much it. The, the demo, it was the demo because the game is not out yet. But uh, you can play it on PS uh, PS5 right now. It's free. Um, it looks like some of the, uh, the 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 accomplishments that you get will transfer over over to the to the to the new game, um, to the real to to the full release game. But uh, it's one of the it's one of the funnest deck builders I've ever played in a long time, and I really enjoy them. I think there's a lot of depth and strategy that you can that you can uh, implement into them. I think the one the one failing thing about uh deck builders or roguelike deck builders is uh sometimes you're not challenging enough and i think that's because a lot of times it's kind of hard to make um to to kind of balance the the challenge versus um uh versus you know uh to basically just trying to balance the challenge so uh i think developers skewed to it making it a little bit more easier than so that way the um the player doesn't get frustrated but I think it's a great a great game. It's you know a, like I said the demo is out now. You can go ahead and play it. It's definitely I think it's definitely worth it. Um, and I've just been enjoying the crap out of it. And I cannot wait for the for, for the main game to come out. So, but that's my list of the games that I have been playing. Uh, uh, Kevin, what games have you been playing, my friend? Uh, I've only been playing a little bit of two games uh well more of one than the other i'll start off a little bit with tekken 8 i have yeah yeah i have um i loaded it up and i've started it it just kind of going into a little bit into training mode in fact i it was just literally just a few minutes in there just one trying to check something check some things out i will say this and I don't know if the, I'm a, I'm sure that this would apply to Tekken 7 as well, but using a leverless controller is a game changer in Tekken 8 for me personally. Wow. If you can, if you cannot do the backdash cancel, you are screwed. And if you're going to play online, using leverless makes that so much easier. Now, am I am I am I saying that this thing is going to turn me into Arslan Ash? No, it is not. But what it is going to do is make this game that I was always interested in a lot more fun. And the reason I was interested in it but never played it, even though I purchased a couple of them, I think the last Tekken game that I owned was Tekken Tag. And I liked it. I didn't. I thought it was really deep, and it took a lot of time to learn a character, but I didn't. It, I mean, it wasn't. It's not virtual virtual fighter level level of complicated, but you're going to have to put in some time to learn a character, and you're going to have to put in some time to learn the system. But the thing that kept me that kept me at bay was okay. I I get reasonably good with a character, and then I go online and I just get demolished because yep. people understand the movement and can do the dash cancels and you can and the thing there is a great video by uh uh rolfmonger 
I think it's R-O-F-M-O-N-G-E-R. I'm probably misspelling his uh, YouTube channel, but uh, it is Rolfmonger. And he did an absolutely brilliant introductory video for Tekken 8 going into the differences that you're going to experience between pad, arcade stick, and loverless control. And it's just it's just a spot-on video. So I would highly recommend folks check that out if you have an interest in Tekken 8, if you've never played a Tekken game before, or if you've li- you're like me and you're familiar with Tekken, but because you can't master movement, through the conventional means it just kind of it just kind of kept you at kept you at bay but um i watched uh it's funny i i watched uh a couple of people play that and i'm like and i watched the um the all the i watched the the main ending and i tell you that game like they they have a blast making that series Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah like and it makes me want to kind of play it too you have it right joe you bought it Tekken 8? Yeah, I did. Yeah, so I think I think I might have to I think I might have to play that next time I'm over at your house. Like I I haven't played a Tekken game in forever, but just watching it, I'm like, mm, I might have to try this just for fun. Like I'm not trying to like go to you know Evo or anything like that. Nah, y'all kill me. <laughs> so no. There's a but Tekken I, 8 demo you could download too. No, so. I want to I want to play the full one. I want to just I want to go and like it's one of those things where where I want to play against like like you and, and like and like have fun and stuff like that like I, it's not a game that i really want to put that much time and effort into like playing it, it you know that 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 is a that is a a fun like hey everybody let's just get together and and play tekken and just for shits and giggles like i'm not trying to you know get good or anything like that so yeah i want my yeah, experience uh, to be with friends yeah um ej uh ren picked it up as well so uh, we kind of have like a shared goal that this this year we're going to be learning how to play Tekken. That's kind of oh, sort of the thing oh. that we're going to do. You're going to send him to um, you're going to send him to to Evo. Uh, uh, he's going he's going this year. I don't know what he's going to be playing. Good for uh, him. I don't, I don't know if he's going to be playing Tekken or I know that the game that he that he that that's his primary game, which is Smash, is not part of Evo oh. anymore. Uh, so, and I know that this was probably the last year was probably the last time Dragon Ball Fighters is going to be a feature game, uh, at a major, at a major, at a major tournament, their, their ending announcement left some people, uh, very disappointed, uh, and they're done with their tournament circuit. As of right now, they're, they're just concentrating on, uh, putting in, uh, um, uh, a rollback code into the game, which they still haven't completed, and that that's his his other game. Um, but but yeah, so that that's gonna kind of like be our our joint goal for this year. I just gotta try and I just gotta try and find the time to play it. Mm-hmm. And the the other the other game that I played, of course, was um, Grand Blue Fantasy Relink. I will. I love the game. Don't get me wrong. There is only one thing, and I'm not going to go over because you guys were timid about the game or mine. I'm just going to say the one thing that I found a little bit disappointing, even though I understand they 
the reason why they did it this way is that the new characters that you can add to your crew, they're just like, they're almost like bus passes. Like yeah. you get them from, you get them from the merchant, uh, from a merchant by trading in some things, some things you get some, you get the, uh, add a crew member card. Yeah. And I was a little bit disappointed with that, even though I understand why they did it this way. They wanted to present a focused story around a focused group of characters around a focused situation. I understand all that, but it's a little bit disappointing when you're getting these, when you're getting the, have the option to add all these people to your crew. And these are people from what I understand, like Siegfried is a pretty big, important character in the lineup of Grand Blue. Oh, and I didn't know that. He's just like he's just like a dude that you can add to your crew. Don't know where he comes from. Don't know why he's there. He's just, you know, oh. it's like he bought a bus ticket or, or or an airship ticket, and you selected him. I choose you, Siegfried, and you can add him to your. Oh, crew. I didn't know that. Yeah, it, it's it's a little bit disappointing that all of these other characters that. I'm sure have a great and interesting lore and story behind them. If you're familiar with them going back to the, to the, to the mobile game, it would be, it would have been nice if they could have implemented them into the story better. But again, if they would have done that, then this probably would have been like a final fantasy seven rebirth type deal, you know, something on two discs and taken, you know, 110 hours to finish so I, yeah. I i i get why they did this i think there was a there was a dedicated they had a focused idea for this and that focus is good i just wish that the introduction of new characters was done a little bit a little bit more in depth for lack of a better because you're just you know just select a character and you just you know you have a ticket you can select any extra character and add them to your crew and they're just like this brief entrance where they walk on board your ship there's no dialogue there's no background there's no nothing and then when you complete a level or complete a story mission with them they're not in any of the cutscenes. yeah i know that and i was like wow that's kind of kind of mean <laughs> yeah yeah so i mean i again i get it but i just wish a little bit more uh a little bit more depth would have been applied to adding more characters to your crew um but that's really my only complaint about the game otherwise i think it's just been absolutely fantastic so uh that's my that has been that has been my gaming week so uh, we're going to move on to our next topic on our docket, and that's going to be the main event. All right, Diz, you got the mic, man. All righty. So for this week's main event, we have a very interesting I think it's a very interesting uh, question. And that question is, what are your thoughts about using walkthroughs for video games? Have you ever used one? Let us know your thoughts and we'll discuss them in our next episode. Um, I'll start. Uh, I have used walkthroughs before because sometimes 
they just like sometimes the game is just a little too crazy <laughs> or especially with um with uh rpgs you know and i'm just like i don't know what i'm supposed to do and i know back in the day that i guess that was part of the the charm of some of the of some of the the games back there back then but man oh man like i i just couldn't i, I just couldn't play some of those rpgs because i didn't know where i was supposed to go and i remember joe was talking about some memories before and uh where where they would used to have like helplines video game helplines where you could you know uh call up and they'd give you little hints and secrets about about what you can do and 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 what you could find or or how to do this or how to do that so so the yeah. aspect of 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 um walkthroughs is, has been something that's like been forever a part of 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 gaming uh you're gonna say something joe yeah just uh you know po you know prior to the internet it was a lot of just gaming magazines with like some yeah strategy guides of course and um calling the man you know the actual game manufacturer directly on there uh i never called a 1-900 number though i could tell you that right now so oh you never did um uh, oh, no i did. called the 1-800 number so like back in the day um sega had their 1-800 uh usa sega line I never and so that. <laughs> I never yeah they that. actually had people that would help i had them mail me uh some maps to fantasy star one on there but, oh, wow. you know this is this is after i was like i was really stuck i, I you know because master system wasn't the like the latest greatest like system out there it was kind of really kind of a s second fiddle to the nes and so i was stuck and um you know this is a game i actually played for months i had graph paper i was drawing the um actual layouts of each dungeon if need be and so yeah i was just i was in it to win it and uh they really helped me out actually get p past this one part and then they offered to send me like all of their graph uh labeled maps i guess that someone let them they some player actually sent them like all these uh, maps of all the dungeons in the game wow. so i eventually did get the uh actual letter in the mail with all the maps if need be so that is, I mean, it's stuff like that is so cool. And I know that now you can do that on the internet and, and it, it definitely is a lot easier. Uh, we have a lot easier time. I remember I didn't even know about uh, walkthroughs for the longest time. And I'll never forget. It was uh, Lufia 2, Rise of the Sinistrals. <laughs> and I was playing that. Fantastic game, by the way. If you could pick it up, you know, definitely worth it. Um and I couldn't, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to do. And so I was just like, you know, damn it, damn it, damn it. So then I found uh, Game Facts was, was the website that I used to use all the time. And I just absolutely just loved it. It was just, I could go there, I could look for Game Facts, and people would actually write these really in-depth guides about you know uh chapter one go here and do this chapter two you can go here and do that and it's just it was just this very funny like oh okay and like they would literally like help you go to where you needed to go in order to find whatever it is you needed to find so i was always like 
okay, this is fantastic, you know, because I seriously, I didn't know what certain things were. And it got to the point where I would go to work and I would print out, I would literally print out the the guide. <laughs> I would print out the guide and be like double double spread. And I'd have this book of a guide and I would um I would I would sit there and I would like read it through. This is like before I had access to like full 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 time access to a computer. So so this was like, you know, the late nineties and stuff. And so I'm sitting here, you know, with my you know, with my partner at the time and he's reading the he's reading like where I need to go. And I'm like, oh, OK, well, where do I got to go now? And he's like, oh, go over here. And I'm like, OK, well, what what's what's the, what, what, what's this? He's like, oh, you have to go over there and talk to that person. And and it was just really kind of fun because we would just sit there and, you know, I'd play and, you know, he'd help me out. And it was just, it was just really fun. It was just a really fun kind of silly way to spend time, you know, in a in in a really nice kind of way so so i have a lot of really fun fond memories of of playing um uh playing uh, rpgs and using um using the um what's gonna call it the uh uh the, the walkthrough the, yeah the, the fact and, yeah. yeah and and it's just really kind of i don't know it's just it, it just felt like yay you know i can actually get get through this and not bang my head against the wall because I don't know about you, but I'm not the smartest cookie in the in the. <laughs> sorry, I just cracked myself up. I'm not the smartest cookie in the in the in the in the bowl. So having having the ability to just kind of like do what I need to do because as you get older, you have to you know pick your pick your times to that you're gonna play games. You know that's just. That's just how it how it is as you become older and, and have to, you know, make money and do all this other sad stuff when you're so um but yeah, I definitely use them and and I still use them to this day and I just absolutely adore them. Uh Kev, have you ever used the fact? Uh and and you know, what are your thoughts about them? Are they cheating? Um there was a time I probably would have said, yeah, they're cheating. And oh. that was when I was a teenager that had no responsibilities, no bills, and <laughs> had multiple hours a day to go zombie in front of my uh, 15-inch TV set and uh, play games all day. Now, no. So no. my my <laughs> history with... with with uh with guides there are only two guides i bought I, I think i bought several different guys over 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 time just primarily because i thought they were interesting books i like the art in them yeah i had a guide for tick and tag oh wow. i had all the moves in it i had a guide for one of the legend of zelda games it was was it Majora's Mask? It might have been Majora's Mask, and I didn't even bother. I did. I didn't even. I didn't even finish that game. Um, no, it was. It, was it Majora's? It was one of the N64. How many? There's only two. Was, Ocarina of Time two. and. Oh, and it was Ocarina. Mask. Ocarina of Time. Because yeah, because I didn't play Majora's Mask. 
uh, and I bought one for Final Fantasy VII. And the reason I bought one, I bought them for Zelda and Seven was number one. I started hearing about all these awesome materia that you had that you had access to. And it's like if if you get to the end of the game and you don't have Knights of the Round and the repeating materia, and I think there was like another one that you needed, and a, one or two of those you had to get from breeding chocobos, there was no <laughs> way I was going to be able to figure all that stuff out. I, I just knew that. And as it was, as it was, there. I wound up I because I had multiple saves. It was back. I used to do multiple saves. I don't do those anymore. I probably still should. But I had to go back a little bit because I I had gone past the point where there was one material that I, I would not be able to go back to. So I had to go back to an older save and continue from that point. And that was for Final Fantasy seven, trying to get one of the materials. So I got I, I used uh codes i mean uh guide guides in that way but now that i'm older it's like yo i got limited time i still love gaming my my love for gaming has never diminished it's still my favorite hobby is like primarily right now my only hobby and because i have such limited time even if it's something that I probably could have could figure out if I put, you know, put enough time behind it, spend enough time going here, going there, talking to all these NPCs. It's like anybody got all anybody got time for that over here. Yeah. I'm working a full time job. I'm working a side gig. And it's like the amount of time that I have to devote to this hobby has just plummeted like plummeted um so yeah but i have always used stuff like game facts for fighting games because when you were in the arcade or when you had you or when you had you know some new fighting game at home you didn't always have you didn't always know how to do all the moves and a lot sometimes even the instruction manuals didn't have all the moves to the characters that you were using so places like game facts was where i went to learn how to play the latest fatal fury game you know whatever character i was using like i didn't know that there were pursued something called pursuit attacks in uh uh was it fatal fury uh it was uh not not uh real bout it was yeah real it was either real bout one i know they were in real bout two it was either real bout one i think they were introduced or they might have been introduced in in special but it was a, a point where if you knocked an opponent down on the ground they hit the ground you could do what they called a pursuit attack to do an uh an attack that would attack them while they were still on the ground that was good for like one or two hits. I didn't know that. I never knew that. Playing I'm still that never. <laughs> in, the, in the arcade. So it's like I was using uh, my my one of my go-tos was Andy Bogart at the time and he had a move. Yeah, yeah, it was it was real bout. It was it was real bout special. 
And he had his pursuit attack was if he knocked somebody down, he got a hard knockdown, he hit them with shurikens while they were on the ground. And uh, I never knew that. <laughs> the times that I was going to the arcade playing that game, uh, didn't know it. I even had, by the time I even had the Saturn version, I still didn't know it. And then I wound up going to GameFAQs and just happened to, there was something I was trying to figure out uh, with, I can't remember if it was for Andy or for one of the other characters that I used. And I'm going there, you know, you're scrolling through and they come to this section where they have universal moves and it's like pursuit attacks. And they showed you how to do all the pursuit attacks for all the characters and I was like, oh, I didn't know you could do that. So I loaded it up on the Saturn and tried it. And it's like, you know, sure as you're born, yeah, you can do these attacks with enemies when you get a hard knockdown. So you're like, oh, damn. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's added. It's, it kind of opened up my world. But now, like, absolutely for sure, I have no problem utilizing uh, utilizing a walkthrough uh, now. Uh, probably the only game that I won't use a walkthrough for is probably for like a straight up action game, you know, like a like a Devil May Cry type thing, uh, a beat em up, because that that is still my thing. Getting into the the meat and potatoes of the combat system, the upgrade systems, whatever they may be. I love doing that and configuring my character to do whether I want to, you know, do I want a glass cannon? Do I want a balanced character that can, that's got good defense or a little bit more defense and maybe does less damage. I I love getting into the meat and potatoes of uh, combat systems for, uh, for a 3d, 3d action game. So that's probably the only type that I won't do a, don't won't do a walk a walkthrough for but everything else is fair game yeah i i i would i'd have to agree every now and then like if i'm getting trounced um and i and maybe there's like a better way to do something you know sometimes i'll do that like i'll I'll look and i'll say okay like i i need i need a little bit of help (laughs) you know because there's definitely people who get paid to to do this and you know now i just go to youtube yeah it's like by the time i'm thinking i think about it somebody ben done had a video up about it exactly so (laughs) but i will have to say you know let's 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 pour one out for old school you know um what is it those those prima games Mm -hmm. uh uh, uh the, 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 the games yeah, yeah. those the, those books like mm-hmm. I, I i'm sad for those like i had a couple i think i think i think if you were a gamer in the early 2000s late 90s you probably got some in your closet you know <laughs> you know for some obscure game that that you thought oh i want to beat this game and so you bought one of them old things at like barnes and noble <laughs> i still got my Tekken tag and my uh final fantasy 7 one yeah, I remember Joe used to used to pick him up for pennies on the dollar, you know, when uh, when when they would get closed out. So don't let Joe fool you. Joe Joe was like a librarian over there saving them, saving them books. He was like, I my babies, I gotta save them. They're all in my garage right now, actually. So <laughs> see, told you that man could create a uh, a library in his garage. So, but well, they're uh, in boxes still, but. Uh... As far as my 411 on this, I mean, all throughout my gaming history, obviously back in like the, you know, 8-bit days of whatnot, you know, 
Uh, magazines were also a, a good kind of a resource if need be, you know, even back in uh, as well mm-hmm. on there. Uh, but 16-bit especially kind of bump, bumped it up a little bit. Uh, one thing I kind of remember is that, um, that I like buying games from Die Hard Game Club back in the day, you know. Cause Never heard of that. Buying, buying Japanese games is a little bit daunting, and I was buying Japanese RPGs, and they came with a, like an introductory walkthrough. So even though you didn't have the wherewithal to understand the full Japanese, you know, obviously they didn't give me a full walkthrough. So in hindsight, buying a Japanese RPG in Japanese is probably not the best way to go. And I never really progressed like that far in any of the games I bought that way. Uh, but the allure of having a fact being sent over a walkthrough, uh, you know, it kind of baited me into purchasing. So I, I bought like Breath of Fire. Uh, I imported that prior to it being released in the U.S. and actually had a Japanese Super Famicom cart. Oh wow! And I also did that with uh, Tales of Fantasia because I was just super excited to play this game. And then also I did that with uh, Star Ocean on the Super Famicom as well. So for Star Star Ocean game, yeah, I Joe, picked you're out of control. And- I was out of control, you know. I was I was in the early '90s, and I were I had a government job, and I had a credit card. So guess what I was doing? <laughs> Joe was like, Give I wasn't me. out partying. Joe I was, was like, playing Give Breath me. of Fire in, in Japanese and, and trying to imagine what they were <laughs> what the hell they were saying. So it's like, see, I love that. See, I love that about you, Joe. Joe was like, you want me to go where and do what? Nah, I got Breath of Fire at home. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That is awesome. Now, another uh, thing um, that's kind of funny that we don't really talk about too much, but back in the day in the arcades, especially like in uh, 93, 94, those move lists that someone would come in with, like written on a piece of paper, those were like freaking gold, for God's sake. I remember oh, yeah. with, like, you know, MK or, you know, I didn't play MK, but even Street Fighter and some other games, especially if someone brought in the, like the fatality list because, you know, you know, it's not like you go online and look up all the stuff back then. You had to rely on your network of people <laughs> that you talked yep. to. And if someone had a move list or something, you know, even back in the day when you played, you know, a lot of um, fighting games, you could tell like they would have the the cabinet art with some of the move sets like listed as far as some of the moves there for you. But obviously you didn't have every move listed on there. I remember back in the day playing KOF and trying to figure out because, you know, they had all the like, you know, moves on the actual side of the cabinet, you know, with all the character portraits. And it's just just those little mysteries were always like kind of cool. Yeah. And you had to and you had to play that game with a friend because because you couldn't and and have your and let your friend kind of test out on you because you couldn't do that with just some rando who had a quarter on the cabinet waiting for you to get off the machine, you know? So, so you really had to like, you know, either, either play or, or leave, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, so to try to get, to try to get ready to, to, to play any of those games was, was, was hardcore, you know? I, yeah. I, I, re- I remember, especially when the arcade was kind of like dead, you know, like I saw my friend go over there putting like, a quarter on each side and then sitting there and just playing around and figuring out some moves and trying to do it that way. So damn. And just letting the time run out. Yeah. So it's just like trying to, trying to figure out, you know, go from there. But, uh, 
you know, after that, though, of course, uh, strategy guides were also very good. Uh, There's particular strategy guides I really liked, like Game Fan had some strategy guides they brought out. And then the same writers of the Game Fan strategy guides, they uh, left Game Fan and did, did Versus books. And Versus had like the, one of some of the like best Japanese like inspired like strategy guides. Like they did the unofficial Final Fantasy VII uh, strategy guide on there uh, they had a few oh, others wow. as well but yeah i just remember those just being the layouts were just like you know chef kiss you know it's like i think uh nick rocks if you remember him from game fan uh did a lot of those strategy guides on there and uh one of the ones i had that I was like dog-eared uh, by the time i used it was the uh, fantasy star online strategy guide that i bought when the game first came out and it was just kind of cool to just to have all the maps in there. Um, you know, obviously I played that game to death and, you know, it's obviously some strategy too, as far as some of the um, stuff you could buy and so on and so forth. And, uh, you know, strategy guides, they almost function in a way, especially if the um, author was competent and the layouts were awesome as far as almost like an impromptu, like pseudo art book for the game. You know, you had a lot of the materials, uh, above and beyond what would be in an actual game case, you know, or in the manual. God forbid games had manuals back then, you know, so. Mm-hmm. Yep. And a lot of times, especially with a J- JRPG or a, a big game, buying the strategy guy was almost like a, a given, you know? you know. Obviously, your game retailer of choice back then, GameStop, Funko, or EB would offer a discount on the strategy guide if you bought the game uh, <laughs> at launch yes. and so on and so forth. So, yeah, it's going back to those days, you know, so. I forgot about that too. Like they would have it like the day of the release, they'd have like the the game and then have the strategy guide right next to it. And I remember, I remember buying uh, Jade Empire, and because I was I was on my head for that game. Like that was like oh yeah. And so I bought the um, still one of my favorite games. I bought the um, the strategy guide for that, and I was like ooh. And I so I used I used it to death. Yeah, I. Yeah, I totally yeah. forgot about that, Joe. You know, it's just like they just had it. They're like, "All right, let's go. You, you need this. You need this." And I'm like, "No, yeah, okay." <laughs> yeah, pr- pr- prior to the Halo cat helmet and everything of, of the day when they started doing collectors editions, it just used to be about buying the game, buying the strategy guide day of, and You're done. going home and have at it. You yep, know, take so. your time. But, but yeah. Uh, Thank you guys for this is a really great conversation. Um, and as always, we would love to hear your thoughts. So uh, the next the next episode will be our vessel line, and, and where we will talk about your thoughts um, uh, because we have a little spot in our Discord uh, for the vessel line, and you can join our Discord and you can you know answer this question and we talk about it. Um, we mull it over. It's a really great time. Um, so please. Please, please think about doing that. And uh, at the end of the show, Kev will tell you how you can join our Discord. But you know what follows me. It's the Jabroni Gaming News. All right. Thank you so much, Des. You're welcome, my friend. All right. So uh, as far as the big news that we kept referring to at the beginning of the show during the playlists, you know, I 
When I came up the, with the notes for this particular episode, when I did the outline, I mean, we're going to talk about the state of play. The state of play happened this week, and it's going to kind of be a footnote, or we're going to talk about it after this big main news. And so um, there's a lot of sto- news that has been linking about Xbox in the last couple of days. And so um, there was, a, of course, a data mine of Hi-Fi Rush with the recent update. And data miners did find out the fact that there are like anniversary T-shirts in the game that refer to both the Nintendo Switch and PlayStation. And so it's been kind of rumored that uh, Hi-Fi Rush is going to get released on other platforms on there. So and so that's kind of what's been shown there as far as the data mining of that. But then today, Xbox era came out and basically stated that through their sources uh, they have found that Microsoft intends to release a number of first party games including Hi-Fi Rush Sea of Thieves on rival platforms according to their sources they have asked to remain anonymous of course um, but that list also includes Bethesda Game Studios Starfield so yeah I think, so, I think yes. the heads uh, the heads over at um at uh Sony basically looked at Phil and they're like, So Phil, how's it going over there? And he's like, you know what? Fine. <laughs> Let me just put this on your system, we can get on with it. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, according to, according to the the rumors right now, they are planning a launch for Starfield on PS5 post the release of the already announced Shattered Space expansion for both xbox and pc which is on target to arrive at some point later this year um according to their sources though xbox era also been informed that microsoft has made additional investment into ps5 dev kits to support ongoing development efforts as well Mm. so Mm -hmm. so yep and uh you know according to the um because there was another Bethesda employee on Twitter that commented that Sarah Bond was going to make a statement coming up in the next month, month and a half, like right before the end of the um, fiscal quarter, that uh, they were going to make a statement as far as their new direction, as far as Xbox is concerned. Of course, that same Bethesda employee deleted the tweet and now has made his account private for some reason or another. So What? I don't know why. Say it I isn't so. Yeah. So, you know, maybe the, someone let the cat out of the bag and put their name on something that shouldn't have been per se named. But, you know, there's uh, there's further leaks. Tom Warren from The Verge commented the fact that um, Microsoft is considering putting both um, Indiana Jones and the Great Circle and Starfield on the PS5 on here according to what he's heard that um indiana jones and the great circle might not come day and date with the xbox and pc version on xbox game pass but it will eventually come over for other console platforms on here so it's just the point that you know what's the old saying where there's smoke there's fire (laughs) kind of situation Uh, so uh, these people are burning up then if that's the case <laughs> <laughs> yeah pretty much so uh so, that's there's some other statements too uh there was noted xbox bloggers of course talking about said things and i know 
that uh, what's what's that one guy I referenced earlier, Kev? As uh, Randall Thor, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah, Randall Thorik made a tweet earlier today after the Xbox era story got out, basically stating uh, the first of lots to come. Some will shock you with some <laughs> eyes on there. So, so uh, take that for what it's worth. I mean, a lot of uh, Xbox fans are not exactly happy, you know, about this. So I've seen a lot of impressions. Some people saying that they're done with Xbox. Uh, other people saying they're cool with it because they get to play all the Xbox games day one on Games Pass because they already have a subscription. They don't have to dole out any additional money if need be. But there's been varying degrees of impressions and sort of uh, wherewithal as far as the kind of, you know, opinions of this on here. Uh, noted Forbes writer Paul Tassi said, this is the most embarrassing shit I've ever seen, quote unquote. <laughs> If you're Microsoft, it shows you have no faith in the Xbox ecosystem, goes counter to all the Game Pass claims, throws your fan base into chaos with no public comment. It's not just waving the white flag. It's shooting them out with a T-shirt cannon. That's what he had to state. (laughs) I mean, honestly, I couldn't have said it better myself. To be to be completely honest with you, I could not have said it better myself. This man, this man knows what's going on. Could yep. not have said it better myself. Yep. So, and so, this, yeah, go ahead. this is another opinion. Gene Park, a noted writer for Washington Post, um, this says, Why are people getting mad their game is on a different plastic box? He stated, Because if $500 meant a lot to me, I'd be salty to invest it on the plastic box that only had Starfield, but not Final Fantasy VII Remake and Spider Man. Instead, I could have spent it on the box that does have all of those games. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, so okay. So this is what I was talking about, if you didn't know. Um, because this 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 whole thing just has made the Xbox the month of Xbox a a complete and utter waste of time. <laughs> like a complete and utter waste of time. Uh because in the long and in, in the long and short of it, it does not matter. It does not matter at all because it's all going to go to um, PlayStation anyway. First party games. And didn't they say something a while ago that they wouldn't have any first party games going to the PlayStation? And and they were building up the Xbox brand and all this other yeah and all this other yeah. stuff. And now, you know, with the phrase was. Our games will be where Game Pass exists. Yeah, well, I guess I guess that's still kind of true, but because it's it's still there, it's still on Game Pass. But geez, Louise, folks, like I I, I don't I don't know I don't. Uh, it, it's so hard to be an Xbox fan right now. Like Phil, what are you doing? I, I have no idea what you're doing. I have no idea what is going on. Um, it shows incredible weakness. And and it seems like you are so invested. Like he's really listening to me. But you see, like you're so invested. <laughs> oh, in, he, Sarah Bond might be the one to talk about, too. getting his 
parachute together. He ain't worried about what we saying. He ain't That's worried true. about their fans are saying. He ain't worried about nothing. Phil is straight up like, oh, really? Oh, well, have fun with that. Bye. <laughs> I got an island to select. Wow. I, look, yeah. look at the picture in the outline just to see what Phil's <laughs> going to be making the statement on this next, uh, like, just, you know. It's just so sad. Like, come on, man. Come on. Like, I, it's like that. It's like that Star Wars theme. You were the chosen one. You know, <laughs> like, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing, Phil? Stop it. I don't know. I I really hope. I really hope that this is what they need. Um, I do believe that this is a stopgap measure um for for xbox as they work on their on what they're doing i think they're basically like look we can make a few more bucks with this while while people are are while the studios we purchased are doing their thing while we while we beef up our our options for um for our game pass selection you know and i think they're looking at this as a stopgap measure because they're hopeful that in you know, five, ten years, um, it won't matter because they will then have created their pseudo, you know, net, uh, Netflix sort of uh, empire that they think that they're going to have by doing it this way. I that's the only thing that I can think about. And and when I when I look at this and when I think about what's going on, that's literally the only thing that I can I can imagine is going through their heads right now is 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 that we need to um we need to build this up. We need to make this better for 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 our folks because right now it's pretty crazy. Like it's it's so just mind boggling. It's just mind boggling about what's going on right now. Like I don't I don't understand. I really don't understand. Mm, mm, mm. Well, this is what happens when you it's two things. Both two parties are at fault here. Number one, you have a fan base that has become so <clears throat> enamored with the Pied Piper effect of Phil Spencer that anything that comes pouring out of his mouth, they're going to co-opt it like right away because he's a nice guy, because he jumps into people's party chats and, you know, plays, you know, Halo with them or whatever. And uh, he he's constantly on Twitter, constantly interacting with people. So you've got that. And I have never understood that about not just him, but about any corporate person for any corporate entity i just don't understand that that cult of personality that is that's that goes on amongst that so you have that and you have a company that made the mistake of systematically convincing their fan base that they don't need to buy games that all they go, all they're going to do is wait around and kick back and wait for all these games that they want to play to show up on Game Pass. And I think 
Game Pass could have been an overwhelming success if the third-party developers did not realize that they were getting shortchanged. Why mm-hmm. isn't why aren't these big blockbuster games that everybody's talking about not showing up on Game Pass? Why? It's because these companies have put too much into R&D put too much into building these games to allow a set low dollar value be applied to their game so it can be on a service. It it would not make financial sense for them. And the the cold-blooded thing when you look at I'm sorry, when I looked at that that developers that that developers Thing that Xbox did, Avowed looked like it could be running on my iPad. Mm. It did not look like a game that I would expect to be running on a $500 12 teraflop console. Sorry. Because it can't. Because it has to be backwards compatible. It, that's the that's the problem. Well, well, it has to be on the S. Sorry, you know, that's what I mean. It has, so not backwards it has compatible. to be on, it has the to be on the S. And it's and it is not a it's not a stronger system. It's not. So and I'm I'm looking at this and the Starfield was supposed to be the one and I tried that game and that game bored me to tears. People that have put in multiple hours, way put in way whole lot more time than I have come away from that game saying that well it's just not good. You're walking everywhere. There's no vehicles. There's some people are saying that there's not even a real sense of of changing anything once you get to the end game. So all these that's what you're going to get when you have accepted the lowest common denominator to put it on your service. And the the gaming public those people it, it those people that you know rocking with xbox and bleed green and you know all these all these xbot podcasts that are that are constantly out there spewing their spewing their nonsense these people have to take a share of the blame because they went out there shilling for this nonsense When the legitimate fans were saying, hold on, they were called ponies. They were told, well, why do you care if somebody else can play your game? Why do you care about this? Why? Why? What about the people? What about the people who 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 can't afford to buy a seventy dollar game? This, that and the third. And this is where we at now. And this is especially now I crack my fair share of jokes on the Xbox, but this is actually kind of sad for me because nobody believes it. But there was a time where the Xbox was my preferred platform, oh, yeah. particularly during the original Xbox PS2 days. Mm-hmm. If there was a game that was on both consoles, I always defaulted to the Xbox. It looked Same better, it ran better. If there was a, if the only reason I went with I went with the PlayStation version of a third party game was because it was only available on PlayStation. And 
I remember playing games like Crimson Skies and Mech Assault 1 and 2 and, you know, the, the, the original Xbox and to a certain extent the Xbox 360 in its early days, I agree with a lot of other people. It kind of seemed like an extension of the Dreamcast. You know, if the Dreamcast would have continued, it could have been something like this. You had Panzer Dragoon Orta on the original Xbox. I can't tell you how many hours I spent playing that game. Uh, uh, um, the people that, that, what was the company that started Halo? Uh, Bungie. They had uh, um, Otogi, which was a fantastic third-person action RPG. They were coming out with games that you couldn't find anywhere else graphics that you weren't seeing on any other console and implementing implementing tech that was not that 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 caught Sony with their pants down. Sony never did think that online play would catch on on the console like 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 it did. But it was Xbox that came in and said, "Look, you're going to need a you're going to need a broadband connection to get online." And then they took all the complexity, they began a process of taking the complexities of communicating verbally with people online, pulling those complexities out. And then when the 360 rolled around and they came out with parties, it was over. I mean, if you if you were going to play a multiplayer game and you had access to to a 360 or and a PS3, assuming your 360 didn't red ring, you were buying that game on the 360. So I mean, I mean, that is the Xbox that I remember. That is the Xbox that I loved going back to. That is the Xbox that I wound up replacing eight freaking consoles because I knew that that. That's where I wanted to play because of everything that it was bringing to the table and the things that the things that PlayStation at the time wasn't doing. And here we are. That company has long. those people that had that drive, had that vision. Are no longer there, which is no surprise. People move on. But the legacy of that died when they left. And that's how we have the Xbox of today. We have the Xbox of, you know, well, we need to, we need we need we need to put in we need to put in this uh, connect. We need we need TV TV TV. We want this to be more than a game console. We want this to be more than this. It's always got to be more than this, more than that. We we can't have a focused, directed purpose for a consumer product from Microsoft. It's got to be this do everything, this, this Swiss army knife box. But at the end of the day, people go and buy a console to play games. That's it. Anything else is, is ancillary. It is not even really part of the picture. I can't tell you the last time I put in a movie into my console. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel you. You know, and, and this is, this is this is where we're at, and it, and it and it's unfortunate and it's sad, and these people that are barking and mad now, some of these folks were the same people 
that were saying, oh, man, that's a great idea, Phil. Yeah, Phil, that's awesome. I can't wait to not spend any money on these games. Yeah, this is this is what I want to see. This is what I want to hear. And following and accepting the nonsense is what brought us to this point. Now, now I'm going to ask you guys this, and I've, I've heard several people on different podcasts mentioned this. I just want to get your, your, see what you guys think of it. Having Sarah Bond, if this is true, having, having her be the face of breaking this news to, to the, to the, the, that part of the gaming community, a lot of people, and I'm kind of in agreement, seems like Phil is just drop is like pushing her in front of truck coon to get hit by that because there's going to be a whole lot of backlash behind it because this is Phil's doing. This ain't Sarah Bond's doing. This is Phil's program. And I'm in agreement with some of these other folks that have been out uh, outspoken about it. Phil should be the face man for this. But instead, they're going to push Sarah out there to break the news to this. Um, and, uh, you know, I hate I hate I hate to be the one said, you know, shout out to Porter Rock. And he mentioned it on his last podcast or one of his last podcasts It's like, you know, what's going to happen. It's like, look at her skin tone. What do you think that the worst of the worst of that gaming community is going to be talking about when she drops this bomb? Um, well, Phil can't be a bad guy. So Phil can't be the bad guy. It's corporate cowardice. Well, he can't. He's well, pushing he can't. her. He's pushing her out there. OK, you take the hit. Well, again, he cannot be he cannot be made to look, you know, he controls his own narrative and he knows that it's going to look bad. And he knows that people are going to be like, but Phil, why? You know, and he gets to he gets to soft shoe it. Um at the end of the day. So I'm not surprised we're, we're hearing it, you know, from, from someone other than Phil and, and yeah, you're right. You know, it, it, it's a terrible look and I really wish that they wouldn't have, you know, done that. But, you know, this is, this is what corporate people do all the time. So, so on that aspect, I'm kind of not surprised. But on another aspect, I just wish it wouldn't have happened like that. So, but yeah, you're going to, this is not the end, you know, we'll, we, we, we definitely will hear more about it. So, yeah, um, um, I saw a tweet saying that uh, poor Sarah Bond's going to be stoned by the uh, X-Bot community on uh, during February, during Black History Month. <laughs> it's like. Hopefully they do it after February. If this if this is for spring, it's got to be well past February. Wow. Uh, so no, it's it's like this 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 ain't it. It's you know take responsibility for your program. And and you're right, Des. I mean this isn't just a Microsoft or an Xbox thing. You know corporations do that all the time. Hell. Uh, one of one of the pissant jobs that I was working in some office many years ago, the same thing happened to me and, and another co-worker because of a screw up that a higher up did. So I get that. It's just. You just have to say, it, like, it's damn, just really, it's like, yeah, it's like, dang, it's like, you know, I mean, I'm, and, you know, Sarah's going to be OK. She seems oh, yeah. like she seems like 
she's corporate tough and she understands what's going to happen and she has made it this far and she ain't going to let a bunch of uh, troglodyte uh, fanboys get her down. But at the same time, it's messed up because these are the Oof. actions and decisions of her higher ups. And oh, yeah. but they say, OK, you be the face man for this bullshit. Bop, there you go. Right in front of Truck Coon. Yeah. And they're like kind of messed up. Yeah. They were like, hey, you know, you want some extra money? Uh, sure. <laughs> uh, well, you know, fine. Hazard hey, pay. To... It's like hazard pay. There you go. This has exactly it's hazard pay. Uh, yeah, the Xbox community is like kind of up in flames right now. Um, I know uh, our friend Tim Dog. Tim Dog is live pissed. streaming on tw- on X right now with a uh, hosting session, and it's titled "I'm Not an Xbox Fanboy Anymore." So he is. <laughs> wow. Well, I, again, I don't blame them. I don't blame them. You know, first party. I feel like that gif of the brothers sitting back eating popcorn while like watching watching the nonsense take place. This this is this is this is like a like a catharsis, right? Almost because people have been telling folks that this is what's going to happen if you don't put a stop to it as a consumer. And people been saying this for the past five, six years. And nobody wanted to listen. They were called fanboys. They were called toxic. They were called this. They were called that. Ridiculed on Twitter. Facebook, you name it. And lo and behold, pigeons have come home to roost. And... Or the, what is it? Pigeons or chickens? The chickens have come home to roost, and it's like I tried to tell you. Um, but again, this is not. But we still have to remember this is not about us. This is not. This is not about you and me and us. We are dinosaurs compared to them. They are. By they, I mean. Um, filling them they are looking they are looking to to the next generation they are looking to people who who don't mind owning who who don't want to own their stuff that is that is what's going on and so they're willing to eat crow if they if they truly believe in their heart of hearts that um they will be successful in the long run so, so that's, this is for the children of Generation Z. Is that what you're saying? Oh, yeah. I 100 percent. I 100 percent. This is not about us. And and be be completely be completely, you know, honest and open with yourself. These corporations can give a damn about whether if you're a pony or what or whether you're not. As long as you spend money on their stuff, you are you're OK in their book. They could give a damn about about that especially right now when when they're trying to my they i mean microsoft is trying to change uh who they are so yeah they're willing to eat crow because they don't care they don't care about it you know that that one guy who's who's sitting there doing that thing about like i'm no longer an x fan they don't care <laughs> like okay hi. Uh, you know they, they oh, don't i know care. their social media like you know good old like our our buddy 
Aaron Greenberg, you know, talks to Tim Dog and talks to, you know, all the other noted ones, you know, uh, Colt Eastwood, you know, all all them folk on and? there. They don't yep. care. <laughs> I know. I don't care. They've oh, been paid. Oh, exactly. They have been paid. The checks have browsing. cleared. I don't care. I've been you browsing know. the Resetera thread about it, and there's a general manager of Xbox that's on Twitter that's been liking a lot of um, tweets saying about the fact that, you know, multi-platforms will get the more games in the hands of all users, all gamers, if need be so. And he's sitting here liking a bunch of tweets. Uh, okay. Kind of talking about okay. that kind of stuff, so. Okay. Okay. Come on now. Come on now. <laughs> uh, I know. Okay. But, you know, it might, might be the viewpoint that they're going to they're gonna say. And it's like, you know, Phil wants all gamers to have access to all games. They just I've seen other. What makes your box different than your competition? That's it the. Does that, it. Yeah. That's the thing. That's the thing that 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 those earlier uh, corporate execs understood. Yeah. That Phil and company cannot get through his thick head. What makes your box worth owning? What and here. And here's PlayStation folks sitting in the back, you know, watching, watching, eating popcorn, talk about, oh, uh, so that still means they're not going to get Spider-Man, right? Okay, sure. We're, we're good. Like, come on. And, 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 uh, why? why? Why would they? I'm, exactly. I mean, I, and, and by the way, and by the way, I would feel the exact same way if the roles were reversed. Oh, 100%. It, it's not a, because 100. loyalty for me, consumer brand loyalty comes from a product doing what I expect that product to do or exceeding my expectations for that product. And right now, as of as of as of as of right now, as we sit at February 4th, 2020, 2024, PlayStation is meeting my expectations and exceeding them in a couple of points. So as long as they do that, they will continue to get my my disposable income. When they stop doing that, I will, I will I will get mad and I will complain, but my support of that platform is going to stop. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty much it. Here's a take from Jeff Grubb, uh, noted from Giant Bomb on Twitter. Um, he stated Xbox accepted the console war is over. The big change is that it's going to stop pretending that isn't the case. They got to move on eventually, and it's better to go with a go big strategy. I don't care that much, though. These games will keep working the same for me. And he's also commenting, look, Sony will get away with higher prices, but it's already was. It's not like it's clear sailing for PlayStation. Sony won, and so what? It also doesn't know how it's going to fuel growth outside of squeezing more money out of the same mega fans. So that's another equation out of all this. Once you take Xbox and Microsoft out of the equation, what do, what's that going to do for Sony and PlayStation? And in fact, you know, really and truly, when you think about it, the handwriting's bound the wall, it's just Xbox hasn't really kind of come out publicly to say that pretty much the gig is up. And so... What gig? You know, like... The, the the cost of, of gaming and stuff like no, that. No, I'm just talking about the gig is up, just meaning that they're not able to compete uh, with PlayStation, 
with because the they're Xbox not playing the same too, game. People don't understand they're not playing the same game. Yeah. Xbox is not. They are not. Xbox is not racing with uh, PlayStation. They're yeah. racing with Netflix. They are racing with Apple TV. They are trying to be like them. They are not trying to be a game box. That they are not trying to do that. Yeah, and they will. And that's and that's why in the long run this doesn't matter you know to to them because what's going to happen or at least what they believe is going to happen is that once once their you know once their first party titles start to actually develop you know or do something because i really believe that this is just a and people can say whatever they want i do believe that this is a, a holdover from the whole tv 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 stuff when they're trying to be everybody something yeah. they're trying to be everybody it is everything for everybody and you know it they is. they basically rolled that shit back but it's still there it never left it never yeah. left and so once we realize that and that's why i say it's not about us, you, me, and and this this genera- uh, the old generation of gaming. It's not about that. It's about what's coming up next. And so they're not running this race, you know. And and you don't you don't spend that kind of money to buy or, or acquire these type of of companies. Just let them sit there. I think what we're not what we're not privy to is probably a lot of this stuff. A lot of the stuff that they spent money on and the development times to make these games are a lot longer than they either expected or were anticipating. And they and they're having to do this as a stopgap measure for something else that is going on that's behind the curtain. That's pretty much, in my opinion, that's what's happening, you know, and and they looked at it and they said, well, we don't have anything. They don't have anything in their in their line that of exclusive first party games that 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 entices enough people to buy their console that's what happened so in order to have a stopgap measure they are putting it out there they're like look if we can at least gain more people to play our games Maybe when the next cycle happens of of boxes, people will be like, okay, now we can offer more exclusives. Now when, you know, Activision or whoever else they bought, you know, starts churning out the next big multiplayer game, then they can say this is exclusive on the Xbox X2 or whatever, X squared or whatever they're going to call it. They gave up this generation. They gave up. They're like, no. So so they're playing they're they're playing for like 10 years from now. You know, that's what's going on right now. And 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 Xbox people now are going to have to just suck it up. And 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 this is your team, folks. This is your team. Like Super Bowl's coming up, and if your team didn't make it to the Super Bowl, this is your turn. This Xbox people and and y'all want to be like bots and and wear your pride and your green and like that. Now's your time to buck up. Stick by your man. Stick by him. <laughs> Stick by him. Come on. This is the time when you got to show your love, you know, for for all. Of I that. can't show <laughs> love to somebody who ain't showing love back, bro. I I, I'm just I can't. Saying. I'm just saying. I can't. You know, that's I can't. That's what's I, it's That's an abusive relationship. <laughs> it's like your girl, your girl done cheated on you with five different dudes. 
come home pregnant, don't know who the daddy is, and then you talk talk about I want you back. No, no, no. So yeah, no. Tim Dog probably wants going to cap the conversation. So he stated on Twitter eight hours ago, PS5 Pro went from a full on piece of shit to the best way to play Xbox games. So. Mm-hmm. That's wrong. He's, exactly. he's trying to cope. He's you trying yeah. to cope. He's coping. Like, seriously, he's trying see, to. See, yeah. that's the right there, Kev. That 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 person you were talking about, who's all like, you know, hurt and abused and abused from the relationship. <laughs> that's him. That's your boy Tim Dog right there. That's your boy Tim Dog. He'll be here like sitting in the shower, like, damn, you feel? Why you gotta be like this, Phil? Uh, that's that's him right there. That's that's <laughs> and, and people be tweeting to him, and he's, he's like, "I'm not an Xbox fanboy anymore." <laughs> so See, y'all, just need to, y'all just need to swallow that pill, stick with your man's, you know, and just keep on, just keep on keeping on, you know. That's what you got to do. Just, I'm here for you. Just, just, just if you need grief counseling, or you know, you know, wherever you need. <laughs> Uh, another tweet from an hour ago you guys think today's bad this week will be brutal sadly so yeah Tim Dog is damn this man really going through it (laughs) jeez (laughs) okay let's move on let's move on there's nothing else to talk about come on I know I know let's go this is it y'all know the writing's on the wall Come on. Okay. Well, let's, I, let's, I, let's, let's, I will see you on PlayStation. You can play all the fantastic games. I will probably never turn on my S again. So, yeah, there you go. <laughs> a couple more clarifications on the Xbox side, and we'll move on. Um, the head of game industry, Biz, has confirmed he has heard no further Xbox retail titles. He, in the UK and Europe, he's heard from. Uh, noted retailer that they have stopped mm-hmm. taking orders for any new physical Xbox Damn. titles. So. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mean to for laugh, real? but man, man, that's... I am so happy I got my Series X for free. Mm-hmm. I mean, my uh, only regret is that I didn't those games that I that I that I used to trade it trade in to buy it. I could have just sold them on eBay. Yeah, and made more money. But I am so glad I did not spend my 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 out of pocket expense on this thing was zero. So I can kick back and you laugh and joke and. Still have it sit there behind my my LG collecting dust. It, 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 it's it's. I don't feel bad about it, you know. Yeah, the quote from Chris During uh, stated, "I was told by a major publisher just about before Christmas that across Europe, several retailers have started not just not listing the Xbox anymore. So they just stopped stocking Xbox games yeah. because the digital." The Xbox is such a digital console now. The physical performance of Xbox games is really low. And ultimately, when you're selling a console that most people are just downloading games for, it doesn't really benefit the retailer very much. The margin nope. of hardware is often quite small. So I couldn't find which retailers these are, but it was a proper senior European publishing boss that said that to me. So uh, at a major publisher saying that um, that they have stopped ordering any Xbox products. Yeah, so. I'm not surprised. Yeah. You know, I'm serious. Um, you 
my advice to speculators is follow the Xbox uh, secondary market. If you've got Xbox physical titles, you might want to hold on to them. You might want to see know. where that you might want to see where that market goes. It may it may just go down the toilet. It may turn into something that could be lucrative. Yeah. If you've got the right titles. Yeah, all my titles I went through my list after I saw the news. They all get back twenty cents from GameStop. So twenty cents, <laughs> twenty five cents, fifty cents. Well, well, that's now dollars. That's now though. You know. Yeah, I'm know. talking about like selling them like like on eBay or some later other on. Yeah. Things. Yeah. In like, like a couple on. years. Yeah. Like once they fully go full sit digital. On. Sit yeah. on them. Not now. You got to sit on that. Wait for that return to come in. If yeah. there is going to be one. Now a correction yeah. also from last week's show, last episode, Microsoft came out and stated that Visions of Mana is not coming to Games Pass. So they have clarified the mixed messaging, of course, on their store and whatnot, that there's no further um, mistakes that were made as far as referencing Game Pass with Visions of Mana. It is not going to be out day one on here because obviously uh, Square Enix wants to make money from their game. So that I guess uh, Phil didn't put enough zeros. Phil didn't yeah. put enough zeros. Well, Phil didn't I put enough a, zeros. Yeah, and I think a lot of people are like, no. And again, if if they see that your your console's weak and they want people and they want as many people to play their game, then why would they like? Mm, 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 mm. So, mm. Well, let's move on. Like you stated, there was a state of play this past week, so uh, Sony went ahead and announced a lot of new or updates to some titles that they um, have previously announced. So. Uh, the show started off with Helldivers 2, which will be out on next week. In fact, it will be out on Thursday, on February the 8th. So um, we might be playing we, that. We might be playing that. You know, yeah, more we than likely, a... Target's going to be slow on my damn physical, so I don't know. Well, I might have to break. That's where I got it from, too. Yeah, one yeah. of our uh, one of our longtime listeners, Ace Black, is like, he's a soldier. Ready to ready to start playing. I told him to you know what duck when when Joe's behind him because Joe will use probably shoot his head off. So, oh, I, Ace did say that he's he's probably gonna throw a grenade or two and might yeah uh, you know be some <laughs> some casualty some like you know. I hate to say it, but I really want to I really want to play this with Goonie because I think Goonie would be like, oh, I'm sorry. Oh no, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> I I think I think it's gonna be hilarious playing with you guys. You know. If it's anything like the first one, which it is, I I think it's I it's gonna be so much fun. It's gonna be so much fun. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to it for sure. So uh, I like what I saw, but I was already kind of sold. So oh yeah, as, as game got me a steak. I got a steak. <laughs> Damn. Gr- granted, I, you know I you, you could have had a real one. I could have had a steak versus now. Uh, Hey, Texas hey. Roadhouse. I hey, mean, were so, you, did but... you get fed? Were you happy? I got fed. I got there fed. You go. Filled my belly. There you go. Filled my belly. I'm good. I'm good. I'm. I'm not complaining about the I, the, the cut of meat was quite delicious. So I, I'll, I, it will be even more delicious once Hell's that Hell Divers Two comes out and I'm able to play it. So yep. So it's it's, it's like my parsley on the side my side on there. So there you go parsley. <laughs> My little parsnip. Yeah. All right, next game that they showed, they had an extended look uh, for Stellar Blade, which was a uh, shift-ups uh, game, um, and got to see a lot of it. 
uh, showed some different aspects of the gameplay from combat to how side quest works in the game on here. It is, uh, has a release date announced in the state of place. That's coming out on April 26. Uh, there is a physical being released and it's going to retail for uh, 69.99. Now you're out of your mind. That's a full price game for PlayStation 5 on there. So I know Kev, you out of uh, the three of us, probably more Day excited one. for this. Yeah. Looks good. <clears throat> yeah. Looks was, damn good. I was impressed yeah, no with it question. too. So you know, I think the side quests might give it a little bit different uh, bent than just being like a DMC or Bayonetta type game. It might have some meat to it, especially with the story and whatnot. So. So definitely, I, I'm going to take a look at it. I don't know if I'll be day one per se, you know, but we'll have to double check. And if it's a steel book, you will be. I uh, know steel book, unfortunately. I already checked. So. <laughs> oh, darn. Darn. Yes. Wah, 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 wah. Uh, next game that's shown, it was rumored before the show, but uh, Sega is remastering Sonic Generations. So it's Sonic and Shadow Generations. So it's what the title of the game is. It's coming out in autumn 2024. Coming out for PlayStation was announced here at the State of Play, but it's coming out for all platforms. Not sure about Switch, but probably when Switch 2 rears its head, it'll probably make it out on there as well. So It'd be terrible on Switch. <laughs> Sorry. Switch Switch 2 might be okay. You know, it, it, it might reach Series S um, <laughs> fidelity if need be. So. I don't know. That ain't good sure. either, bro. You are you are the worst. Well, you know, on PC they you gotta steal the, the game on Steam, so you know it is what it is. It's not like mm. Sonic X Shadow Generations is gonna like, you know, make your graphics cards explode or anything like that. <laughs> you are the worst, sir. I know. Thank you. Thank I, you so I, much. I do I don't wanna play it on a flip book. <laughs> I, I don't need flip book animations and frame rates. That that that's that's the whole thing with the Switch. Yeah. Now, granted, with Sonic Generations, if you want to play the prior game in the series, the best way to play it is on an Xbox Series X um, using back compat mode because uh, they do have that backwards compatible with full 4K and all that wonderful business. So, you know, I, I'm not going to be bashing Xbox the entire time this episode. Thank you. So, mm-hmm. all right. Next game that was shown uh, very briefly was Hoyo uh, versus uh, Zenless Zone Zero. So, they did announce in the state of play that they are developing a PS5 version of the game on here. So um, this is like the if, if Genshin Impact was like the kind of action RPG uh, kind of Breath of the Wild inspired title, which kind of moved beyond those comparisons. Honkai Star Rail with the uh, turn-based RPG. This is the uh, open world GTA type on here. So and uh, I like what I've seen so far. I don't know about you guys, but uh, I'll be Really curious to check it out once it does come out. Probably it's going to follow the same model as their other titles, meaning it's going to be free to play with, like, you know, obviously a lot of, uh, you know, hero roles, if need be, as far as getting um, different avatars and that kind of thing. So so I'm, I'm thinking about going back to Honkai or actually going to Honkai because I never tried it when it was out previous before a month of Xbox. But any excitement for this at all? Uh, I probably will check it out. Uh, number one, because it's free, um, and it just makes sense, you know. Hey, I like yeah. I've I played all the other ones. It's a free game. Let me see how it runs. Um, but it's it's really beating up. It's it's batting its head up against uh, Honkai or Star Rail. And if it's and if it's 
better or or gives me a little bit a little bit of that same kind of Honkai Star Rail, Star Rail love, then we I might have to might have to check it out or might have to play it, you know. But at yeah. this point, we'll have to see after it's released. Yeah, for sure. Uh, next game they showed was just the, just to let everyone know, uh, Foam Stars is going to be out. It's going to be out on February 6th. It's uh, part of the PS Plus monthly games that's on the Essential tier on here. And uh, they said that the Season 1 uh, will be basically available to everyone as far as the Season Pass is concerned. So, And, uh, you know, what I've seen so far, I mean, obviously I know some people say it's like Splatoon, but they're saying it's not. And so we'll have to kind of see proof in the pudding uh, from what I, we played of it at PAX. I felt I didn't like, even though there's a lot of similarities to Splatoon, I don't know if it's an exact copy as far as the gameplay is concerned. So I'm going to kind of dig into this and, and check out uh, the game a little bit more on there. I know Des, you kind of mentioned the fact that you might check it out as well, right? Uh, that is correct. I never, <clears throat> I never played Splatoon, so I don't have a frame of reference. Uh, but to be completely frank with you, um, I thought the game really wasn't that bad. You know, I, we played it and the rat, the match that we played was called, um, it's the one where it's like four V four. And if all three of your people get knocked out, you become like, like they triple your or double or triple your stats and everything. And they have, and it becomes this weird thing where you can choose to either like save your friends or go after people and you get like your special type of stuff. And I thought that was kind of fun, you know, but the thing about it is I would never play this game by myself. Um, I would need to play it with, uh, with other people. Um, Meaning um, this is a, a uh, a game that I have to, what was that? game that game It'd be yeah yeah i would, would play. i would play it with i would play it with four of y'all but i would not just jump in a match and be like hey everybody let's let's play this no no that's not that's not how i'm how i would do this how i how i would play the game no i would definitely be all like you know i need to hang out with people that i know and and play it like that but but i definitely believe that it's it's definitely worth giving uh, a shot you know especially because it's free you know, and I cannot balk at free. So I'll take free all day. <laughs> yeah. And their roadmap basically is that uh, they have season two starting on March the 9th, uh, season three starting in um, in April on here. So they're going to like introduce new characters for each season on here. I guess uh, season one, you're able to try out the season two character, uh, Koif guy on here. So Gesundheit. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, but uh, basically, each season's going to run for five weeks. It'll bring selections of new content, new themed gameplay, maps, events, characters, and cosmetics on here. There'll be a free season pass, and there's also a purchasable premium season pass. Will allow Ooh. certain rewards to be immediately unlocked on there. So, so there's, I guess, some season-specific cosmetics, and I will not buying be buying any. No any premium pass for this game so no yeah i'm good so uh next game is shown was dave the diver so dave the diver is reaching consoles um it was originally just on steam i believe it might be on i think it was on switch too i believe so but it is coming to playstation 5 and 
with that game, uh, they are bringing out free Godzilla DLC with this version of the game. So, so you know, I like what I played the Dave Dave the Diver. I think it's you know, very fun game. I played a little bit. Goonie, God bless your soul, sir. Uh, he donated to me on the Steam on Steam so I could just check it out, and I have played it. But I think just having it on PlayStation. To me, I don't need to have this game portably. I think I just want to have it on my 65-inch TV. Thank you so much. We've Godzilla in the mix. So, are either of you two interested in Dave the Diver at all? I've watched. I've watched everyone. Like I've watched people play it, and it's a pretty fun little game. Um, from from what I've watched, um, I don't know if I'm gonna sit down and and spend time on it. But yeah, um, if given if given the I mean, if given the opportunity and nothing else to play, sure. You know, it's just not one of the games that's like full on my on my on my like list of games that I have to play. So, yeah, it might be a thing for me. Maybe I'll wait to see <clears> what happens if they release a physical eventually for it and kind of pick it up then because I already have it on Steam. So, yeah, on there. So uh, the next game they announced was a kind of a um, like a survival game, which I haven't heard of previously, but it's uh, something that's very popular, at least on Steam. And this game called V Rising, which is uh, basically a vampire survival game on here. So it came out uh, early access last year and actually sold 1 million copies in less than one week on Steam on there. So it has a very positive rating on Steam on there. And, um, you know, you basically, I don't, I don't know what the whole gist of the game. I know you probably some checking out some uh, YouTube videos on it, Des. I don't know if you'd yeah. be able to fill in the gaps a little bit more. Yeah, you're just basically an old school, an old school vampire who awakes from a crypt uh, centuries later. And you have to basically go in and kill people to get back your your land. But you need to uh, set up a base and, you know, basic base base building type stuff. Uh, you set up your your. Um, your livelihood which is your which is your base and you can kill people and convert them over and you know all this other stuff but um it's it's definitely a game <laughs> i don't know if it's gonna be like fantastic or not but um yeah. but people seem to like it i've only i again i've only watched uh gameplay of it like and and seen aspects of that but i don't like I, I I don't even know if I'm gonna end up playing it or not. Probably not, but we'll have to see. Yeah, I mean I'll have to take a look at a little bit more, but it's kind of similar to other titles like Tribes of Midgard, if you remember that bad boy, mm-hmm. or Valheim on here. So, but uh, they Stenlock Studios said in the blog post after this was announced, saying that the PS5 version will feature content parody equivalent to what's available on PC. So it's not gonna lag behind the um, steam version at all it's going to be basically the same experience on console as it is on steam on there so so one million people can't be wrong i guess it's something that playstation felt it was a a get to be able to add to the playstation library so you know kudos to them so uh, next set of games that was shown was uh, silent hill and so we got the shadow drop of a uh, day one kind of short game like a little mini game called the short message on here so and you can play for free and i'm not sure how long the game is per se but obviously since it's free it's probably like just a short little snippet or whatnot 
there was also unveiling of the uh, Silent Hill 2 remake. No, we, as far as release date, but you got to see at least the in-progress uh, gameplay from the game as far as I showed combat, basically, is what the whole purpose of this particular trailer was for on here. So um, I know out of the three of us here, I don't played much horror games. I know Desmond plays little to none. Nope. Here. Kevin, <laughs> are you interested in Silent Hill 2 at all, or any of the Silent Hill games that were shown? E, not so much the, the short message. Um, I've been... I've I've heard that it, it's not really running all that well. Um, and it's... It, I mean, since it's free, I may, I may check it out eventually at some point. But I just really wasn't overall interested in that. Silent Hill 2, definitely. Definitely we will be checking that game out. That'll be a day one whenever it comes. Yeah. I played the first two Silent Hills. There was so long ago, I don't even remember everything that happened in the story. Well, not everything, anything that happened in the story. It's like it was so long ago that I last played them. So yeah, I will definitely be be going back. Good deal. Next thing they shown was Ken Levine's new game, uh, creator of Bioshock. So kind of looked like Bioshock in space. The game's called Judas. It was originally shown during Achilles Fest, I think last year. I think it was Gamescom. I think is when it was shown. So just got to see the story trailer and uh, that the game is in development for PlayStation Five. So at least you know if you're looking for more Bioshock inspired adventures how about it on there so i'm not so stoked i don't know about you two if you have any comments either way on judas um like you said it looks like bioshock in space i'm sure it's going to be i'm sure it's going to be great um i've never played any of the games so i don't really have um, a frame of reference but it looks good yeah i played um, both bioshocks um they were good I thought they were good. I thought the first one was definitely better from a story from from a story perspective. Well, actually, well, maybe the second one. One of them just had the a dumb ending. I can't remember if it was the first one or the second one. I'm my mind wants to tell me it was the no, it was the second one because the second one you were you were running around with that girl. It was that one that had the dumb ending. So I definitely liked the first one better. Um, this one. I'm kind of interested to see where they go with it. Um, I don't mind that it has the Bioshock uh, overlay because it's been so long between those games uh, that it, it, it that part of it doesn't bother me. Uh, I would be going in for the uh, for the gameplay and the story. I enjoyed the gameplay in, in the first two Bioshocks a lot. Uh, even though first person is not my preferred genre, I did really like those two. So I definitely want to see what what kind of twists they have from a narrative angle on this game. Assuming that the gameplay is going to be, you know, intact like the first two were. It seems like, given the given the trailer, it seems like it's going to be, uh, the gameplay is going to be a lot like the other two. Or the other, the, the Bioshock games. So, I mean, I think that's just kind of like, <clears throat> and very much a if it ain't broke don't fix it kind of mentality mm. well see they'll probably add something fresh to the gameplay above and beyond the previous games in the series and 
I never played Bioshock Infinite. I know a lot of people were disappointed with that one, so. I never played Infinite either. May have to go back in my backlog. I'll have to see. So Maybe. Also, uh, they showed a new trailer for Dragon's Dogma 2. It's coming out March 22nd. You know, I don't think we have anything more above and beyond what to say about it, other than I think all three of us are there day one, I believe, right? Yep. It's yep. going to be awesome. I cannot wait. Now, it's going to be competing for me, at least, uh, on the same day on March 22nd, is that we saw um, some further information on Rise of the Ronin. And so... Uh, they show the trailer showing at least some of the combat, the traversal with the uh, like kite that you use to fly uh, um, amongst the open world on there, and a little bit of the character relationships uh, that were shown in the trailer as well. On here, um, you could also, they showed, of course, swordplay, but you could equip uh, Japanese spears and range firearms, including foreign pistols. On here, you could also use Western-style weapons, including a, a flamethrower-like fire pipe or a bayonet <laughs> to deflect blades and counter rifle blasts. So, so from what I saw in this trailer, I was just like, oh, my God, look at that damn, like, kites flying and traversing and so on and so forth. So, you know, uh, to me, even though I know a lot of people say it looked like a PS4 game, really, <laughs> so... With the graphical style that was busting up, but uh, you know, I am I'm very interested in this, you know. And this is coming from someone that I've played little to none of Ghost of Tsushima, you know. I'm knowing it's probably a, a different deal. I think it's a little bit shame. more combat. Hey, I know shame. I, I need there's to write down my white oh, There's plenty. There's plenty of combat in Ghost of Tsushima. There, there's probably a greater variety in it's this game. But there is though there is tons of combat in Ghost Fantastic. of Tsushima. Yes. You're doing yourself a disservice, my friend. Whiteboard. I need to write on the whiteboard. Mm-hmm. El Pronto Tonto there. You, you need mm-hmm. to. Yeah. Got it. But I'm excited for Rise of the Ronin. I don't know. You think I should play Ghost of Tsushima and just like kind of Rise of the Ronin? I think you should play both of them. You should. Yeah. 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 I, I, the, the, the thing about... Uh, uh, Ghost of Tsushima is you will play that game and it'll be like, ha, huh, you know, but but because it's a classic, um, it'll be timeless. I really believe that's one of those games because of the art direction and the art style and how it is presented. It's like it's like a movie. So whether you watch it now or watch it later, your experience will be just as uh, fantastic. That's why I'm saying it, like you can either way. Either way, buddy. So if you want to try the new hotness of uh, Ronin, do that. You know, it's not gonna, it's not gonna yeah. kill you either way. So yeah. just, just know that that um, it's a fantastic game. You're gonna love it. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm really stoked for Rise of the Ronin. So I think, you know, I'll squander up some Best Buy bucks and be able to pony up and grab the physical on this. So grateful them still have a physical to actually be able to buy. So you know, yeah. Yeah, you know, definitely. It's a good option on this. So, um, any, I mean, is it this day one for you guys as well, or you think? Oh uh, no, it's it? not a day one for me. Like, I, I will end up playing it at some point, but I, there's just way too many other games and and stuff that I, I have to, I have to cut somewhere. And unfortunately, this is one of the games where I'm just gonna have to cut. You know, by that I mean cut that I don't like buy it day one. Like, you can only buy Got so it. many games day one, and for just, sure. Unfortunately, this is just not one of the ones that I can buy day one yeah i'll have to make the decision too with 
you know, I want to try to get to more where I'm buying games. I'm going to be playing them immediately versus buying them and sticking them on a shelf, you know, so. for later. Yeah. yeah. It'll be a day one for me. Cause I ain't going to have time for none of this stuff anyway. So <laughs> it, it, it's just, I, I, I'll have it. And, uh, yeah. So yeah, both, both that and dragon's dogma will be sitting on my shelf. Yeah. Right on. Well, I'm not gonna be playing it right away because I'm going to Japan right after it comes out. So mm-hmm. yeah, you are. Maybe I'll buy Resident in Japan. Who knows? So. <laughs> um, and then the state of play ended. Uh, they did announce a, a remake of Until Dawn. I don't know why, but Sony just loves remakes, and I think they are m- moving forward to make a movie out of Until Dawn as well. So you know, yay Sony on this. So I, I could be any less interested on this bad boy so and i think i don't want to speak for either of you two i don't think you really care either right i've heard good things about until dawn it's just that type of game just really doesn't appeal to me like i've said for other stuff like that i'll just read the book yeah or i'll or i'll watch the movie i it may because i have it on like it, it came in on, on playstation plus i don't know it's how not- many how yeah. long ago or either that or the when you buy a ps5 that that uh uh catalog of games that the free games that came with it might have been with that either way i have it i have access to it i don't really feel the need to to play this particular version if i'm if if you know if there's a lull at some point in in my game in my gaming uh rotation then i might take a look at this just to see what the hubbub's about but this this genre of game typically does not interest me at all yeah i i played that i think i played like maybe a half an hour and it's just uh i didn't didn't really care about the whole like teenager horror movie aspect of it so it's like yeah i could take it or leave it so and then they ended the state of play, of course, uh, bringing out, you know, uh, everyone's favorite developer that likes to come out on all the various shows. And that would be the one and only Hideo Kojima, because dude's getting paid from everywhere, from Microsoft and now from Get Sony. Get for him. So, yep. Get, so, get your money, sir. Sony's giving him what he wants. And so he's um, bringing out Death Stranding 2, which is called On the Beach. And it uh, looks like it's more Death Stranding from what we saw from the trailer. Very kind of weird, esoteric uh, kind of uh, art style, design, if need be. It looks like more exploring out into the world and making bridges on there. So I actually, seeing this, I'm, I kind of made playing Death Stranding 1 uh, kind of uh, on my back burner. But I definitely want to check it out prior to 2025 when this game is coming out so i get an idea as far as what exactly this game is all about from my own personal perspective at least so and of course uh, at the end they kind of unveiled that uh, he is working with playstation on a fresh quote-unquote action espionage game oh i wonder what games he's previously done that in that particular genre i guess but uh i mean hey but uh hey, it's not metal gear no i know it's not metal gear but you know obviously it's kind of hinted around the action espionage game is basically you know um like brother from another mother kind of situation you know so 
So, but the thing about Fizzant, which is the new project, is that it's going to come with a movie aspect too, as well. That that they will be developing a movie based on the IP at the same time the game is in development as well. So, as at the end, they kind of gave you an idea. He's doing the state of play from the Columbia Studios, like. Studio grounds, if need be. So, so Good yeah, time. this looks like this is going to be a multimedia project. So, I'll have to see. Good money. Yeah, he's a big movie fan, Kojima is. So, you know. So, I mean, his games are, that's his thing. Like, his games are pretty much movies. So, yeah. So, I'm glad PlayStation's giving him what he wants. And I'll be curious with that whole Xbox project when that comes out, too, because I'll probably come out on PlayStation as well. So, good for him. Mm-hmm. And that is the Jabroni and Gaming News for this episode. All right. Thank you so much for bringing that information to us, sir. Game nights every Thursday, 9.30 p.m. Eastern, 6.30 p.m. Pacific. That's the day of the week we set aside to interact and hang out, play games with our growing Discord community. So if any of what we've talked about on our the, the vibe that we got going on in the podcast sounds interesting to you and you would like to... Uh, continue that fun feeling uh, by joining us in our game nights. You can simply hit us up on our Discord, post whatever game you're interested you're interested in playing, and we'll be more than happy to team up with you and join you in whatever game you'd like to bring to the table. Fair warning: I will not be playing any survival games. That's that's that is just that's just where I personally draw the line but uh I'm just one third of the hosts on this show I'm sure there are two thirds the the remaining two thirds would be more than happy to join you on whatever survival game you may want to play but unfortunately I I I, I can't can't do it but you might be you might be saying how do I become a part of this uh this craziness that's going on well you just simply head on over to the app formerly known as Twitter, currently known as X, 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 X. and go to Ad Gaming Vessels, G-A-M-I-N-G-V-E-S-S-E-L-S. Click the link in the description and you're in. So there is no waiting period. There is no uh, timeout session. There is no Patreon tier list to subscribe to. Just be a good person, likes talking about video games, having fun, discussing video games without the nonsense that's typically, that's actually currently going on right now on X as we speak. Yeah. You can do without the personal insults, and and but still retain the fun of discussing and talking about video games. I think you'll have a great time in our growing Discord family. So definitely want to invite y'all into that. So with that said, that is going to bring episode 237 to a close. We want to thank you for hanging out, rocking out with us. So for Dez, a.k.a. the Bay Area Terror, a.k.a. the High Res Lover. That's me. A.k.a. the Cat Daddy, a.k.a. that Gamer Step Daddy. And for Trader Joe, a.k.a. Jabroni Chief. Yeah, yeah. But you might also know him as the Food Max of Gaming who can maximize your gaming dollar. I am Shonuff71, a.k.a. Digadulamite. Purple bling bling, y'all. And we'll be back next time. Episode 238 for your ears. Peace.